Hello, everyone. It's a new week, and we are back on Betting Weekly WTA. I'm Nigel Seeley. I'm joined by our WTA handicapper. Uh, it's Rory Girani. Rory, good afternoon to you, sir. Good afternoon, Nigel. How are you doing? Well, it's back to earth with a bump, isn't it? I mean, we've <laughs> had two weeks of absolutely unbelievable tennis in Melbourne on the men's and the women's draw. Now we're back to the, the delights of the Thailand Open on the WTA 250 event and the 500 event in Linz in Austria, where the draw hasn't even just been announced and they're still qualifying. So we're back to normal, aren't we now? Look, before we, are. we move on to this week's, it doesn't matter. As long as we, you know, it doesn't matter where it is, if we can find winners, it doesn't really care what tournament yeah. it is. Um, but before we move on to this week's events, we've got to talk about the Australian Open last week, uh, well, this weekend. Sabalenka won her back-to-back, her second Australian Open, uh, with an absolutely unbelievable display of power. 14 sets, 14 sets she won without dropping a set. Um, is it something that we may have to rebase the women's game now? Igor Schwantek obviously disappointed. And, you know, do we look at it now and think, you know, Sabalenka is the girl to beat for the remainder of the year, or do you think there's uh, still life in uh, Schwantek for the remainder of the year? I think we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. I mean, we didn't want Sabalenka after the way she fell to Rubakina in the Brisbane final, but there was no hangover from that at all. Um, very, very impressive. I mean, there were, I mean, there were moments against Coco Goff. I mean, that first hit at Coco Goff, Goff served some double faults at some really bad times and that handed the initiative to Sabalenka, never in any trouble in the final against uh, Chin Wen-Sheng. Um, but that top half just fell apart, didn't it? Um, we had Rebecca going out to Anna Blinkova in that epic tie break. And then Sviontek, stunned by Linda Noshkova, who who we, we've seen as, is a real talent. She made, reached the Adelaide final, Adelaide one final last year, losing to Sabalenka, then didn't qualify for the Australian Open. Lost away a bit last season, but started this season very strong. But I suppose the surprise of the tournament was Diana Yastremska, who reached the semi-finals out of nowhere. I mean, she's very talented. I think 21 was her previous best world ranking. I remember last year, funny enough, one of the tournaments we're going to be looking at um, today, uh, the Thailand Open, I saw her lose to Tatiana Maria, six love, six four, and she just spat the dummy in that one. I mean, Hua Hin, the the Thailand Open, is the slowest court of the year, slowest conditions of the year, and Yastremska just didn't have a clue. And I'd written her off as a very flaky player, one player not to back, but she kept confounding the odds in Melbourne. She played superbly well, serving very well, uh, but then fell in fell in the semi-finals. Uh, but a great run from her, which came out of nowhere. If we look at the Bet Rivers updated odds to win the next set of majors, uh, the French Open, the Igor Swantec is minus 106. No surprise on the clay. You would expect her to get the better of Sabalenka, who's plus 550. That would be the... the the Belarusians' worst major, you would have thought. Coco Goff is still 9 to 1. I think that's a big price, that. I think 9 to 1 Goff at the French Home is big. I mentioned last time we spoke, but I think that's a. I'd have her ahead of Sabalenka personally, but uh, that's my opinion yep. there. Uh, but then we move on to the US Open, where you've got, um, if you look at the outright market, we have Sabalenka as the favorite, joint favorite now with Sean Ticker, plus 335. Um, Coco Goff is plus 450. She's obviously the defending champion there. And then we look at Wimbledon, and Sabalenka is the clear favorite at Wimbledon. So she's Ryan for favouritism in one of the remaining Grand, Grand Slam. She's favourite for Wimbledon. And, you know, you wouldn't expect her to be favourite at uh, at the US Open. Uh, at, uh, sorry, the French Open. So it's um, 
she's she's making a case now as the as the woman to beat on the women's game, isn't she? She is. Um, as you say, she won she won the Australian Open without losing a set. That's incredibly impressive. Um, a lot to happen before even the next major. We've yeah. got those tournaments in the Middle East, uh, and then you've got the American Swing, Indian Wells, followed by Miami, um, and then then we're building up to the French Open. So a long way to go. It'll be very, very interesting to see what happens in these Middle East tournaments. There is a variety of court speeds. I mean, I, I did comment um, that Australian Open wasn't the quickest. It's still probably quicker than some of the tournaments in the Middle East. Um, but obviously, Sviontek played very well there. Then she got the first of her injuries last season. Um, Krajikova, Barbara Krajikova, won one of those big Middle Eastern tournaments last year. I think it was Dubai was the one she won. And she beat uh, Sabalenka and Sviontek in the process. So still a lot can happen. You've got players like Mira Andreva who show that she's definitely a force to be reckoned with. Noskova obviously beating Sviontek. Rebecca, I wouldn't write her off. Certainly not with that serve. Um, I, I still think those four, the big four, Sabalenka, Sviontek, Rybakina and Goff are a bit clear of the rest. I still think that. We'll see if that plays out uh, in the next few tournaments. But uh, there are a couple of players who have, who have staked their case to, to be trying to bridge that gap uh, and make it more than four at the top of the game. All that is to come over the next few months here on WTA show on Betting Weekly. Uh, lots and lots of content coming on the WTA. And this week we're going to start with Probably not the best of the events that we're going to talk about throughout the throughout the year, um, but it's it's, uh, it's an interesting one nevertheless. And you actually said there as you, at the beginning of the of the, when you spoke, you said that High Hin, where the venue is for the Thailand Open, it's a WTA two fifty event. It's the slowest conditions of the year, and that is very very important when you're looking at, at for for a winner here, and also when you're looking at some matches as well. So, um, give us a little bit of rundown of the conditions and what stats you have for the conditions, what the players are going to find themselves in this week over in Thailand. Well, yeah, as I said, it, it's slow. It's st Last year was statistically the slowest tournament in terms of court speed, slower than anything on clay, incredibly. Uh, conditions will be hot. They'll be in sort of 80 degrees, high 80s, 30 degrees Celsius. Um, it's warm. It's just these, these courts are really, really slow. Last year, service hold percentage was 54.7%. I mean, Australian Open just gone. It was sort of mid-60s, high-60s, uh, and also in Thailand, the uh, first serve percentage points one on first serve was just 58.3. It's really, really slow. And to give you some idea of that, in the final last year, uh, Lin Zhu beating Lesia Serenko, uh, there were just six holds of serve in 20 games. I mean, it's... it's and I, I watched some of the qualifiers yesterday. It's, it's really slow. It's really hard to hit winners... And it's hard to make your first serve count. It's just very, very slow. I mean, the Australian Open, I shared you and, you, you and Sean were talking about the Australian Open and how they need to speed the courts up. And I totally agree, just to, in terms of just almost like in terms of match duration, four hour, five hour matches, uh, because the courts are slow, so slow. Those courts are like lightning compared to these ones they're going to encounter in, in, uh, in Thailand this week. Let's have a look at the draw. Uh, and it's like I say, the number one seed is Magda Lynette. So that shows you the caliber of the of the player in this draw here. She in the top half of the draw, we have Magda Lynette. She's seeded to play Wang in the quarterfinals. Then we have another Wang, which is uh Jinhu Wang. 
Uh, she should play put put in the saver. So that's the top four in the in the top half of the draw. In the bottom half, we've got Schmedlova and we have uh, Tatiana Maria. We have Yuan and we have Linju, the defending champion. So when you look at the draw here, uh, there are some dangerous uh, uh, floaters in the draw. Paolo the Badossa is in the top half of the draw, and she's actually the tournament favourite as well. Uh, we have Tom Lanovich in the top half of the draw as well, who's a dangerous, she's a wild card, the Australian, uh, who's recovering from injury. In the bottom half of the draw, I would probably have to say that it's, it's probably easiest. You have uh, Claire Lou, uh, Claire Lye, sorry, and Linda Favertiva as well, who are, who are decent players as well in that bottom half of the draw. But I, I think the top half is is probably a little bit tougher than the bottom half of the draw. Would you agree on that? I would, yeah. I mean, the main attraction is Paola Dabalosa. Um, she made the third round in Melbourne before going out to Amanda and Isimova, another player on the combat, combat trail. And Vadosa, it looks a lot like last year when Bianca Andrescu went to Thailand seeking a confidence-boosting titles, but did, she didn't get it. She went out in the semi-finals to Lesia Serenko. Um, my tip last year, Tatiana Maria also went out to Serenko. Um, uh, the Ukrainian's not there this time, and she was actually double bageled by Sabalenka in, in Melbourne. Um, the top half does look trickier. I mean, we've got three Wangs next to each other in the draw, including uh, Chiang Wang, who was world number 12 at one point, and uh, she's making her return to the tour after burnout and, and various injuries. But um, Badosa's got a very, very easy opener against home player Lanlana Tararudi. Uh, and then she faces either Lynette or Deanna Schneider in round two. In the quarterfinals, she'll probably get Yu Wang, who's the left-hander, and then possibly Jin Yu Wang, who's the right-hander, or Yulia Putin-Saver in the semis. I mean, it does look a bit of a minefield in the conditions. They really do place a high premium on patience and stamina. In, in the bottom half, Lin Xu's the second seed. Uh, Yue Yuan had a good run at Hobart, uh, but she lost in Melbourne in round one to Katie Bolter. Tatiana Maria's in there too. You mentioned Linda Frivertiva. Um, Yafan Wang's in there as well, and she's very interesting. Uh, she took Chin Wen Zheng to a third set tie break, the 10-point tie break in Melbourne. Um, she made the top 50 in 2019, and then her career hit the buffers, obviously, China having very strict COVID pro protocols. She only made her proper comeback last year and she beat Caroline Garcia in the US Open and that put her back in the top 100. Before that, she won the Stanford Challenger event after coming through the qualifiers. And in Melbourne, just gone, she knocked out Serana Kirstia and Emma Raducanu. Now, these conditions don't really suit anyone because they're so slow, apart from perhaps Putin Saber. Um, I don't think Yafan Wang will mind them as much as some of the others. She's not an especially big hitter and she doesn't rely too much on her serve. Um, it won't be easy for her as Anna Karolina Schmidlova potentially awaits in round two. She had a good run at Roland Garros last year. Tatiana Maria in, in, in the quarterfinals, perhaps. But the bottom half does look to be easier. Um, and... You know, the top half, I mean, you've got so many dangers in there for Badosa. She is the tournament favourite, but Lynette potentially in round two, a couple of the Wangs, Putin Saver. I, I think the bottom half is easier. Mm. Let's have a look at some of the outright odds. And I think the moral of the story here is watch your Wangs. Lots of <laughs> four Wangs, four Wangs all, all over yeah. the place. So be care very careful because, you know, you have to head to the bedrooms, make sure you're betting the right Wang. The right one, yes. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be betting the wrong Wang. <laughs> Wong Wang, she's playing in it. Wong Wang, she's one of the qualifiers. 
Anyway, let's have a look at the outright market. Uh, Paola Badosa is uh, the favourite. She's not even seeded. Uh, she's uh, plus five, plus four fifty uh, to win this tournament. Ling Zhu, the defending champion, is eight dollars. Uh, Magdalenette, the number one seed, is eight dollars. Then we have the Wang Xinhu Wang is nine to one. Uh, Zhu Hai Wang is nine to one. Uh, Victoria Kolovich is twelve to one. Putting the save is twelve to one. Tolanovich is fourteen. Uh, Schneider uh, has that st starts off with a tough match against the number one seed Lynette. She's sixteen to one. Yan is sixteen to one, and then we have Titan and Maria at twenty. And further down the list, we have Yafan Wang at twenty five to one. So really, do I mean honestly? I was joking aside. There, there is uh, four different Wangs here, and, and you're going to make sure you because you, I confuse myself really. Some of the some of the, the players with, with the same names, and obviously. They, they, the pronunciation, you know, Jin Hu and Zhu Wang, you sometimes get a little bit confused on, on the players. So make sure you're betting the right one, especially it's even more confusing because Jin Hu Wang's X Wang is nine to one and Zhu Hai Wang is also nine to one. Nine to one. So yeah. It makes it very, very hard when, you bet, when you're betting those uh, those players. So make sure you uh, you might you bet the right one uh, if you like that player at all. So, Roy, there, we've gone through the draw. We looked at the, we're saying that the value is in the bottom of the, it's easier. The path through and the bracket in the bottom half is much easier than the top half draw. Nobody can disagree with that. So where do we look at the value? I mean, this to me looks a minefield. I mean, motivation for players who come back from the Australian Open is, is questionable. They've come to a tournament where there's not much money. They're going to save themselves. So do we go with a, someone high up on the list and think they're going to show their class? Or do we go with someone a lot further down in the odds and someone who can produce a bit of a big price shock here? Well, I, as you know, we've said the bottom half is potentially easier and that's kind of reflected in the betting. It makes you even more likely to go for someone in the bottom half because looking at the betting eight of the top 10 in the betting are in the top half mm -hmm. so you know you've got to go for the bottom really and and as i said you know yafan wang i think is, is has a really good chance here um she's 25 dollars, which is a, a good big price uh she's in form um took uh chin wen zheng i'll get her name right all the way uh in melbourne um, I think it was 10-8 in the end. Uh, Zheng won their third round encounter. She's playing well. And as I say, she's not as serve dependent. She's not as big a hitter as some of the others. So the slowness of the court won't affect her as much. Um, in, if, I was, if I had to back someone in the top half, it would be put in savour because she does go very well in slow conditions. But the usual caveats with her reply, she can be... A bit temperamental, to say the least. Um, so I'm just going to stick to one here. I think Yafan Wang is, is great value at $25 for an each-way bet. 25 to 1, uh, Yafan Wang. Remember, the tournament starts at 2 a.m. Uh, tomorrow morning. Head to the BetRiz website to make sure you get your bets down. And just do it, like I said, joking aside, check the Wangs. 25 to 1, Yafan Wang is our pick here. I actually like her defending champion here. I think uh, uh, Lin Zhu has got a... Great chance to go deep in the tournament. She's in that bottom half. The draw the number two. She's she's eight to one. Um, hopefully, we, we have a matchup in the semifinals and we can get both. But I I, I think uh, Lin Zhu at eight is is a good good bet here. If you look at the previous winners here, though, Rory, there hasn't been many shocks really when you look at them. I mean, the, the caliber of the tournament hasn't been great. Uh, Lin Zhu won it last year. Lynette is a winner. Astromenska, as we've mentioned before, uh, Babos and Switalina. So but apart from Babos, it's a tournament that. People towards the top end of the market do well on it, which is quite a surprise a week after a, a major, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, you can see why someone like Svitolina would go well because she's such a great mover and gets most things back. And and you certainly need that here. 
and you need some patience um, because you're just not going to hit many winners. It's so slow. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Lin Shu is a good shout. I mean, I think when you've got conditions like this, certainly someone who's been and done it is going to have a big advantage over someone who hasn't. So out of the market leaders, I think Lin Shu is the safest proposition at what, $8. So I think yeah, that's, I that's think a that, sound enough in there. that bottom half of the draw, I just think he looks like a, I know it's, it sounds, it's like an obvious play, isn't it? It's just probably a little bit too obvious, but she didn't do very well at the Australian Open. She got beaten the first round prior to that. She got to the quarterfinals of Hobart. But um, Yafan Wang and what the evidence of what we saw in Melbourne, she's in form. Just on that point, we're going to come on to another tournament here. It's very hard to, to break down that tournament. We'll explain why in a minute. But how do you cap or handicap or think about these players who've come back from the Australian Open? We're going to talk about some players who've gone deep in the tournament. But anybody who's, who's travelled back, has it taken them a few weeks to get involved? Or we want someone who's probably got not uh, you know, been eliminated in, in qualification, who didn't really participate in the Australian. It, it's a difficult one to assess where, where we sort of put our trust after Melbourne, isn't it, with the players? It is. And for two two reasons one is obviously the potential fatigue aspect so when we look at lins that we'll have a few players mm. who have gone deep not just in singles in doubles as well and who have literally finished the tournament got on the flight and they're into another tournament that's not ideal preparation um no. not so much for this tournament i mean but also got to round three um i don't think anyone in the field got Got any further than that, to be honest. I think it's more, um, but it's, for, it's more for Linz, isn't it? It's more for that. But yeah. it's, just, it's just after you know, you, 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 it's such a quick turnaround. I just think to myself, do you, do you oppose the players in action? More, more so for really for match bets, really. Yeah, um, you can do. I, I think as well, conditions will come into effect more so with Thailand because it's so slow. I mean, Linz is it's an indoor tournament, but it's not as quick as it should be onto that in, in a bit so it, it won't be dissimilar um to melbourne but there is that travel there is fatigue and there is that element of wow you know had a slam done really well at the slam oh it's back to the grind mm. yeah I, I i'd be inclined to take on players that have gone deep in in a slam the following week yeah i think the reason why we, we're talking about that is more for lins which we're going to talk about now now this is really difficult for us because we uh, the draw has only just been announced. So the draw has been announced in the last couple of hours. There isn't any odds available with Rivers, but they will be available on the website this evening. Uh, and we can't, there's qualification going on now. So we don't know some of the qualifiers in the draw. Some of the qualifiers are big names. So it's quite important to see where they're placed in the segment of the draw. So unfortunately, yeah. we won't be able to, to give a, a prediction. We make some leans or, or people, we don't have any prices. But overnight and during the evening, Bet Rivers will have the odds available on this. And obviously, if you bet with uh, Bet Rivers, you can bet live and watch live. You better live stream these matches uh, from the home, your home on your tablet or on your mobile phone device, whichever device you want. So that's a bit of a benefit to have a bet. All these matches will be live streamed if you place a bet on the Bet Rivers website. But this is difficult, very, very difficult for the reasons we mentioned there. Now, not only that is that it's a 22 and a half hour or 23 hour flight from Melbourne to, to Vienna. Then when you get to Vienna, you've got to then drive to Linz, which is another two and a half hours. So people who have travelled from Melbourne to here, they'd be tra- it'll be a 25, 26 hour. When you get the bags as well, waiting around, you're talking like 28 hour journeys here. Now, the main reason I mention this is because you've got Yastromeska, Yastromeska, who reached the, uh, the semifinals at the uh, the Australian. She's in action. She's up in action against the qualifier. Now, for me, already, whoever she's got, that is an auto fade. The qualifier's played already. She's played a couple of matches. She knows the court. She knows the conditions. 
Esther Minsk is going to come. She's going to be absolutely exhausted. She's just played the, the, the tournament of her life. She's held the media attention. And now she's thrown in against a qualifier in the other side of the world. So that's that's my first automatic auto fade. Um, you in agreement with me on that one? Uh, I'll, I'll see who it is first. Well, um, yeah. But yeah, I definitely reason. They, they actually put on the Linz on the on their Twitter site. Sorry, X site. Um, yeah, Stremska arriving today, greeting some flowers and bags in her eyes. She, but she's not the only one. Yes, Stremska obviously reached the semis. Yelena Ostapenko reached the final of the women's doubles. Yep. Um, that, that and and Elise Mertens won the final. Women's doubles, the aerial there in action. So it's a Halini really went deep turnaround. as well, didn't she? Halini went quite deep as well. It's, there's a lot, yeah, a lot of question marks in these players. It, there certainly are. And Ostapenko's the top seed. Um, Ekaterina Alexandrova is two, Donna Vekic three, Mertens four, Anastasia Potapova, the reigning champion five. I mean, she didn't go deep in, in uh, Melbourne, so that, that could be a plus this yeah. week. Um, um yeah, Paulini six, uh, Vavara Gracheva seven, and Petra Martic is eight. Uh, the top four do receive buys into round two, though, so that helps uh, Ostapenko and Mertens. But um, yeah, as you say, for Yastremska, who's not even seeded, um, she could have a, a tough first round match. Hundred percent, she's right. She's a fade. I don't care who she's playing. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking her on, on on some capacity, the handicap or whatever. I mean, it would be a miraculous event if she goes deep in this tournament. I think she'd rest herself up and save herself for bigger, better things after what was been an epic week. Uh, let's have a look at the this tournament here. Let's have a look at the previous winners. Potapova, as you said, won it last year. The Russian, she's in in action here. Uh, we have Alison Risk who won it in 2021. Sabalenka and Goff, previous winners here. So some big names here. It's a 500 events. There's some good good players in the field. We don't have any odds, as we say, but uh, in the top half of the draw, Ostapenka, Mertens is in the top half of the draw. Palin in the top half of the draw. Kvachitova is in the top half of the draw. In the bottom half, Martik, Yastromensko, as we mentioned there, Vekic, Kotopova, Alexandrova. So looking at the bits of, on the draw, I don't think there's really much of an advantage between the top half and the bottom half. I don't know about yourself, Roy, but before we break down the draw, where's um, what are the conditions like here? Yeah, so I mentioned this is an indoor hardcore tournament, but it played pretty slowly for indoors last year. There wasn't that much pace. Statistically, it was a medium pace. Um, the two metrics I look at, I mentioned earlier, service hole percentage and first serve one. Um, service hole percentage was 68.1, which would suggest a little faster than medium pace. That's, to give you some idea, that's slightly quicker than Mel was, slightly higher than Mel was for that percentage. But the first serve one was only 62.2% which takes it down to more like a slow medium court, similar to, say, WTA finals in Cancun, for those who saw that, which wasn't very quick at all. So even though it's indoors, and one you'd think it being indoors would be good for the servers, it didn't really play out that way last season. Um, I mentioned Potapova, obviously, defending her title. 12 months ago, she beat Bondrelseva in the semis uh, and Petra Martic in the final. Um yeah, it's, um, I think, yeah, with two absentees of Andrelsova and Svitolina, both who were injured uh, in Melbourne, they've both pulled out of this tournament. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting tournament because, as you say, the qualifiers are still going on. Uh, the final qualifiers are actually tomorrow, on Monday, and we don't know where they'll be placed in the draw, so it makes things very tricky. For instance... I'd be very, very interested to see where Clara Towson. She's that's up. who I've that's who I've want to see. I mean, <laughs> Great you know, minds. you know, you know, I'm a big fan of Clara Towson, and I, I thought she was destined for massive things 
nearly beat that, Azarenka in Melbourne. She, yeah, you know, she she drew level in that and had her chances. Um, but she has a good record indoors. She's had so many injuries. She's one of these players who, because she doesn't come from a, a particularly wealthy background, really struggles on tour. She's had trouble with you know funding her travel and coaches and everything else. But there's no doubt she's a very very fine player, mm. and uh, she's in the top 100. And yeah, she she does well indoors. Uh, Alicia Parks is playing right now. Um, she's one set all in her qualifier semi-final uh, against Luisa Stefanini. Um, although you know she she obviously won this time last year. She won the tournament in Lyon, which was another indoor hard court tournament. But that was a bit quicker than the conditions she'll encounter here. Mm. Uh, it's a very very tricky one. Um, yeah, uh, no odds as you've said. I think. One player who could go well, she's in the top half of the draw, uh, is Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova. Um, she's probably in the easiest spot of the, part of the draw. I think the bottom half looks a bit tougher. Um, you've got Yastremska, uh, you've got Anna Blinkova, who knocked out Lena Rubakina in Melbourne, Potapova, Alexandrova, Clara Burrell, who beats Jessica Pegula in the Australian Open. Um, so without knowing where the qualifiers go, the bottom half does look a little bit tougher. Mm. Um, obviously, we need to wait for the odds to come out and everything like that. But the one who attracts my interest, and she might be a price, uh, is Pavlyuchenkova because she just seems to be getting back to the sort of form, um, maybe not the form that took her to a French Open final, but certainly the sort of form where she could be competitive. And I've got her making through to the semifinals on my little work out okay. here have a um it, obviously it's so difficult so we don't know where the the, the qualifier is going to go as we already said there so check that out the bedrooms website will have an outright market over after qualifying today you'll have it for the early hours of tomorrow but i think uh, clara towson is definitely one to keep an eye on i've mentioned her many times in the show i i was really confident that she would break into like the top 10 i thought she could be a potential world number one when i first saw this girl um, she, it hasn't happened with lots of injuries, but she is coming back to some form. And if she get, I want her to get drawn against Yastromenska. Um, <laughs> in that, in that, in that, She'll probably I, go off favourite for that. Well, I hope, well listen, I, I, I hope <laughs> the market goes crazy for Yastromenska, but uh, that's where I want her to be drawn. So I'm eagerly waiting to see where it is. So unfortunately, no picks uh, from Austria in Linz, but I think the rule is really to fade a lot of players who've gone deep in the singles and the doubles at Melbourne. Like I say, 23-hour flight, Two and a half hour drive to to Linz from Vienna, and then you've and some of them might even have connecting flights as well. They could be travelling for like forty eight hours. I mean, it's just insane in playing this tournament. So, I think that's going to be a very very big factor. And players who just come through qualifying and you know got used to conditions, I think will have a big advantage here. So, just the one pick, and it's in Thailand Open. We'll go for Yafan Wang, and as I said, and she's twenty five to one. Just remember those Wangs. You might look at the list and see the first Wang and think that's the one. You know, you don't want to be betting the wrong Wang. Uh, 25 to 1, Yafan Wang. She's in the bottom half of the draw. She's Rory's pick each way in the Thailand Open. And the tournament starts at 2 a.m. Eastern time on Monday morning. So you better watch the NFL. Big, big matches tonight. Conference matches. And then you'll be able to uh, have a little wager on the Yafan Wang, hopefully with some of your profits on the big matches in the NFL. Uh, Rory, thank you very much for having your time. Really appreciate Cheers, you uh, coming on. Uh, just remember, you can follow us on our socials at Because We Win on Twitter and Instagram. 
Uh, lots of new followers on Twitter over the last few weeks during the Australian Open. So thank you very much. Uh, if you have, if you haven't followed, just give us a little follow. That's very important. And you can subscribe to the Betting Weekly Studios on YouTube. You're probably watching this on YouTube. There's a little button. Just click that subscribe button. They'll give you an alert every single time anything drops. And I've just done the rotor for February. You lucky, lucky people. There's lots of really good stuff going on. There's Premier League. We've got the Champions League soccer back. Some huge uh, tennis tournaments coming up as well. Uh, tournaments in Dubai, Qatar, some big events as well. So lots of action there. And you'll get notified every time anything drops. And you can also download our podcast on your preferred podcast provider, which is Betting Weekly WTA. It's a standalone one this year. Myself and Roy will be doing every week. We give you the outright mods and the best picks on the outright markets when draws, when we get the draws and we've got the time of the draws. So thanks again, Rory. Have a great day. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Uh, it's a bit of a come down from the Australian. But it doesn't matter where you get the winner as long as we get the winner. It doesn't matter if it's Australian Open, US Open, Latvian Open, Wang Open, the Wang Meister <laughs> event. We'll give you winners here. No, it doesn't matter where it is. Have a good day. Take care of yourself. And we'll speak to you all very soon.